Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey class, welcome back here to Trade Show University. As we always are talking, we're talking about trade shows, events, live events, virtual events. We cover it all. I'm just happy to have you here. Honored that you are spending your time here with me. I'm Jim Cermak, your host. I say this every week, but I'm really glad you're here today. And you are going to love my guest today. My guest is Michelle Nicole McNabb, who is the owner of Emony Marketing Events. She brings a great topic, and it is something, it's a tool that everyone should be putting to use in their shows, whether you're an exhibitor, whether you're a show planner, and that is the use of run sheets. Run sheets are so, so powerful. So we're going to really, really dig into that topic and a lot other topics. You're going to love her. You're going to love her energy, and she just brings it and brings such great value. So I'm very, very honored that she decided to join uh, join us here on the episode today. One thing I got to say, I, we had a little technical difficulty right in the middle, or you, you'll hear my microphone change because my microphone went out right in the middle. We had to switch mics and then continue on, but she was a pro and just kept, uh, she picked up right where we left off. So, so I just apologize for some audio issues on the back half of the interview, but uh, really excited again that you're here and you're going to be learning from one of the best. So before we dive into the interview today, I'm just so excited and so proud to continue to roll out my new offering, which is your show success roadmap. So if you've ever been frustrated with shows, planning them, executing them, the results you got at the back end, oh my gosh, just overwhelmed maybe by all the details and everything that goes into it. Or maybe you just, you've worked some shows, you've gotten some decent results, but you're like, you know what? I know we can do better. Reach out to me because I think that your show success roadmap is going to be the key to getting you over the hump and getting those results that you were looking for and beyond. So you're going to get clarity on setting the right goals for your next show. You're going to get the strategy to actually achieve those goals. And then you're going to get a customized step-by-step roadmap just for your business and for your next show. These are not just generic tips that I'm going to be throwing at you. This is going to be custom to you and your next show. So reach out to me. Just send me an email, jim at tradeshowu.biz, jim at the trade show, the letter U dot B-I-Z, and put roadmap in the subject line. And we'll, we'll jump on a, a free 20-minute call. We'll see if it's the right fit for you and for your business. This is just, I, it's going to be a game changer for you. I can tell you that right now. going to be a game changer. So just reach out, jim at tradeshowu.biz, and uh, put roadmap in the subject line. But now, let's dive into our interview with Michelle Nicole McNabb. Welcome back, everybody. I was really excited today to have on Michelle Nicole McNabb. 
who is the owner and B2B event manager with M&E Marketing and Events. With a combination of logistical event planning and marketing project management, M&E Marketing and Events serves B2B markets to justify event ROI, get unstuck and ease overwhelm of event production, and execute activation campaigns that align organizer and sponsor intentions that generate measurable event ROI. And anyone who's been listening to Trade Show University for a while knows I am all about the ROI. Michelle Nicole, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to Trade Show University. Hello, thank you so much for having me and I'm definitely excited for this conversation. You and I, we could talk for hours on this, so we <laughs> will keep it concise and people can continue the conversation and I'm definitely excited to uh, tap into this conversation. Absolutely. This has been something I've been uh, excited for for a while because the first time we talked, we it was one of those just nonstop, <laughs> nonstop uh, talks about trade shows and events and why we want to help companies more and more and more. And you do such a brilliant job with your company and all the tools that you provide. That, and I'm really, really excited because there's something that you really wanted to highlight today that I know something that this is a tool that not enough show organizers, not enough sponsors, not enough exhibitors use, and that is the event run sheet. So take us through what exactly is an event run sheet for, for anyone who doesn't know what that is and what is the best way to design that? Awesome. I am excited to tap into this. We'll keep it at a high level. Um, and then that way, if we want to continue the conversation or if any of these areas, there's five phases, we can definitely share those resources. So I'll keep it at a high level for today's conversation. And as far as how that works, uh, that's what this whole conversation is about. So to first define the run sheet, really there's different sides of the table. So if you are the production team, if you are the organizer of the event, we have an agenda which is very public facing. What can the audience expect? What can our exhibitors and sponsors expect as far as the schedule? And that's a public facing. The internal and behind the scenes and the backstage communication, that's creating the run sheet so that we can take all of our planning efforts and communicate the before, during, and after across all divisions, that's what's developing the run sheet. And that's going to help also show the configurations, any sort of uh, transition if you're in a virtual or a hybrid setting, but also on site. So coming from the organizer is taking a document that helps to explain across all channels of the planning process now into production. So you're taking that journey of going from planning to production and then you're executing on the run sheet, which is going to be a lot more detailed behind the scenes than what the schedule and the agenda is showing, which is public facing. So then on the exhibitor and sponsorship side, if you're contributing, if you're a speaker, this is also something that I help to promote, to share, to say they could have their own run sheet. When you're going into this event, what can you expect rather than just going to the event and hoping for the best? So same mm -hmm. thing, you're taking that planning process into a production and how are you going to really transition and experience the event as a sponsor? Where do you need to be as a presenter? And if you're sponsoring or exhibiting and you're talking a multi-day event, who are you meeting with? What times? And it's really that detailed design 
way so that you have all of that and you can reference, wow, now this is a sustainable way that I can scale out and optimize my experience so that we have a systemized streamlined process and it's scalable and sustainable and across all divisions. A lot of times there's a lot of uh, stakeholders that are attending the event, participating in the event, and you know exactly who needs to be where and when, what needs to be where, how does it get there? So that's really explaining kind of the run sheet and how it's different on the front end versus the back end. Um, and really what this framework is uh, intended to help design and help scale, sustain and streamline. Sounds it sounds amazing, and, I, and I'm thinking orchestra. I'm thinking or things are orchestrated or theater, you know, where you know that oh, you know, we're coming in from the stage right. <laughs> you know, but in in the in the trade show or an event world, it's what time do you need to be to the stage because you're speaking at, at 10 a.m. and what time do you need to be there? What time do you need to prep? What how do you who's going to be responsible for getting the AV set up? All of those details that are so when done well are so seamless to everybody else, but for you who's running the event or you as the speaker or you as the exhibitor, you now have that confidence because you have every detail in front of you. That's just amazing. I love it. I love it. So step us through, what are the phases to design the perfect event run sheet? All right. There are five phases and the beauty of this and why it's taken some time to really, um, what we want to do is make sure that we're not overcomplicating, but we're also simplifying the process without underestimating what goes into it. So that's why there are five phases. And no matter the type of business to business event, or if you're on the production side or on the contributor side, and just to clarify, I use contributor as a speaker, a sponsor, an exhibitor. So I kind of incorporate a contributor on that side of the table. So the five steps Number one, your event clarity. Number two, develop the customer journey. Number three is how are we going to monetize, optimize, and justify the event ROI. Number four is to manage and execute what I call the six foundations. That's your strategy, your logistics, your outreach, your nurturing system, your sales, and your metrics. And number five of the framework is to streamline and create a system for your project management versus people management. So those are the five phases and we can dive into them a bit more, but those are the five (laughs) phases all together. Wow. I love it. I love it. Why don't you take us through, give us a little bit more depth in, into each of these phases so we get a better understanding. Number three, monetize. <laughs> so I really want to want to hear a little bit more about that. But why don't you start with uh, the first one, event clarity. Okay. Event clarity, there are nine steps. I'm not going to go through all no, nine oh my steps. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> That's what the uh, actual resources are. Continue the conversation. I have all of these um, through documentation. So there's nine steps that we go through. And really the objective of event clarity is to determine what format events are we looking for? Who is our target audience? Some of those high level questions, um, how many events, why are we doing events as a platform when there are other ways to impact and connect with an audience such as digital marketing or there's video content, content creation. We really want to define our events right for us right now where we are and really hone through the event clarity. And secondly, understand what format of the event. So do we want to facilitate workshops? Do we do best by demonstrating demos? Do we want to sit and facilitate roundtables and research discussions? What sort of format? Once we have that event clarity, and what size events, what type of events do we want to participate or facilitate? 
Now we can create the customer journey. At a high level, this is creating your before, during, and after. I have a whole system. We make it fun with, if you are familiar with the rock band ACDC and their song TNT. Um, <laughs> so again, this is uh, not intended to be one of these drill, uh, you know, boring lectures of marketing, right? What we want to do is create an effective before, during, and after. And we do that by uh, using a method called ACDC TNT. So we dive into that. <laughs> Once you know the process, you'll never forget it. And that way you can uh, be empowered to create what is your before, during, and after. Create that customer journey so that you have that plan. Number three, monetize, optimize, justify event ROI. That's exactly it. That's where we take, whether it be streamlining effectiveness, so that's where event technology comes in. What technology are we using at the event? Are, do you have a scan badger? Are you, um, a scan badger, are you using <laughs> a badge scanner? Um, oh, why? Are you using uh, the event technology, but more so is what goals are we striving for and how are we going to convert that? So going from, okay, do we, how many people are we looking to attract and convert them into a conversation? And how are we then going to justify? And that goes more so than just uh, likes and clicks and um, people going to your website, but actually understanding how well did this event perform and how effective that way if you're converting at a certain percentage, how can we continue to optimize and streamline so that we're not just having conversations, but we know who are we talking to be on their first name. We're actually developing that follow-up system based on intention. And so if you're talking to someone, not everybody deserves a pitch. That right, elevator right. pitch. If you start running off your elevator pitch and somebody's coming by and you miss out on the opportunity, they could actually be a very aligned strategic partner. They may have their own event that they could invite you to stage as a strategic partner or introduce to your network. But if you pitch them too soon or offer them a demo, but they're not even the right person or that's not their intention, you may miss that opportunity too soon, too fast rather than asking the right questions, pre-qualifying, are they a lead? Do I need more information? Are they just someone as a gatekeeper? Brand ambassadors exist for a reason in our oh, industry. Yeah. And so understanding how are we monetizing and optimizing through the right conversations, the right intentions, so that we can have a system after the event, during the event to lead people through the customer journey we designed in phase two. Um, so I really get very passionate on phase three, um, <laughs> as do you, yeah. you, um, yeah, to really hone in on how are we going to justify and each organization is different. You may have different intentions for different events. Maybe your goal is just to become that thought leader in that niche. Maybe it's getting into new markets. That's very common using trade shows. Mm -hmm. Your goal and to justify is to tap into a new audience or a new sector to do that research and see if there's a proof of concept in that industry because you don't know yet if there's a conversion to a sale and you're utilizing that event or that conference to really test the water. So um, number three, phase three is really diving into, are we being efficient, effective, and how can we optimize uh, those numbers? Number four 
is manage and execute the six foundations. So now that we've defined the clarity, the customer journey, and how we are going to justify phase four is actually executing. Now that we've gone through phase one, two, and three, that's really giving us the clarity, defining the customer journey and how we're going to justify. So by the time we're at phase four, this is the actual execution of your strategy, the logistics, what outreach tactics and platforms we're going to use, how we're going to nurture and follow up, our sales, and then our metrics. So phase four is going from the planning and determining that framework into actually executing those six foundations. And then number five is the project management versus people management. So these are things setting up your streamlined process, whether there's turnover, that's training up the team internally, that's how are we going from the project management into utilizing the best skill sets and really placing, should your salespeople be on the floor talking to the right people or setting up the logistics and the registration and really going from that project management to people management of who needs to be where and when, what needs to be where, how does it get there, into who needs to know what and when do they need to know it and how is it going to get delivered. So that people management is really taking all those stakeholders. A lot of times there's a collective effort when we're putting on events, whether you're on the production side of who needs to know where things go and how does it get there versus, well, who needs to actually know that and communicating that in an effective way. Or if you're on the sponsorship side, the exhibitor side, the speakership side, still you have those logistics to ensure that the project management of all your events, typically we're not just doing one event a year, whether it's a speaking engagement, right, whether right. it's exhibiting, to have that streamlined process and keep it so that it's coherent. And that way the event becomes a touch point along your strategy, not just an end destination. So wow. those are the five phases. I love it. I love it. That's so great. That's so great. And I'm sure that you have so many people listening that are rewinding and taking notes and going back going, we need to do this. So, so this is this is fantastic. And I love how you, I love the idea of people management, because I think that's something that is severely lacking in the industry that people that people don't that businesses don't take don't uh, take advantage of the best skills of each of their people and put them in the right spot. So you have people that are uncomfortable in certain situations and they're constantly either they don't want to go and engage with people if they're an exhibitor or they're they're stuck asking questions and constantly turning to someone else going, um, hey, guy, you, can you help me answer this question? So having the right uh, the right people in the right places and also from a, from a sponsor standpoint, from a speaker standpoint, how critical all of that is, is that, that people management, such a great addition uh, to, to this, uh, this whole process that you've put together. Can you give us any, any case studies, any, any success stories of, uh, of how you've used these run, event run sheets in the past? Yeah, absolutely. So again, we can use it either on the production side or on the exhibitor sponsorship side, 
or at the level of the conference, and I'll share, uh, some people may be familiar with the term Exhibitor Advisory Council, and this is really the framework and coming in at that conference level, some conferences may be open or at the point of establishing and managing that Exhibitor Advisory Council and giving that framework so it's not just working at a one-to-one -one basis. Um, and so I'll give a case study of where I was actually working with uh, one particular sponsor, right? So we can either work as a collective or what happens is I've had a client, great, uh, great experience as far as in his industry. He's been in his industry for about 30 years and he was launching a book and he had sponsored the same event for several years, including others in his industry. And so he knew the event, he knew the framework, he knew that he wanted to have a table set up we actually uh, decided to sponsor the coffee, which wasn't a thing at the time. We said, That's hey, right. how can we attract people? And a big thing at conferences, people come and go or they step out for coffee because they stop coffee right after breakfast and then right after lunch. Right. So we said, we want coffee the whole time. <laughs> and lo and behold, the very next year, that is now a sponsorship opportunity. Of so course. I bring that up by how can we, one, create new experiences um, and so, then he purchased his sponsorship opportunity. Now it's a project. So not only did he have the booth launching his uh, book, he had a seminar. He had a one hour uh, another talk, like a workshop style. He had a three hour implementation workshop style and he had main stage time. And wow. then he also sponsored the reception of one of the networking events. And so he, at this point, see how I'm building up those deliverables. He's a president of the company and he doesn't need to be worried about working and project managing the internal projects and his marketing team. So working alongside with the marketing team so that all the presentations aligned. And then we had a very strategic way. Who did we want to meet and do that ahead of time so that he actually had conversations before the event, during the event, we then actually had a way to systemize who are we talking to? I have a five, another five-step framework. And that way, every single person that we talk to, we could segment. Are they someone that needed more information? Are they someone that uh, we could potentially collaborate with? And so by the end of that event, we actually had a metric saying that 34% uh, of the people that we met still need more information. They're not ready to be pitched we met 27% um, of them were leads. Out of that 27, 9% were hot leads. So you're following up with them. He had that system and then 0% were current clients. And what that tells us, sometimes you go to these conferences to uh, reassess your contract, maybe uh, rework your relationship. So he now knows that that conference is not one that he's going to, to renegotiate contracts zero percent of his current clients are there he doesn't yeah. have to um re-engage with them then he had another percentage i don't have it right here in front of me of how many are strategic partners they don't need their services but they could help each other's clients yeah. together and that opens a lot of doors because you're going to approach them a much different way in your follow-up than the people that need more information or pitching them so those strategic partners started the conversation into how can we collaborate and how can we go into a joint effort 
to serve our mutual clients. Um, so that gives really painting the picture so that by the time we even walked into the conference, we were getting hugs. I was getting hugs. I'm not even in this industry because you're generating that conversation and who you want to really be mindful. You're not necessarily going there to meet 100% of the people, but instead, who are the 20% perhaps that we really want to hone into and how are we going to do that so that when we know and can break down how we're doing that because we went through the clarity, we defined the customer journey, we determined how he wanted to justify his event ROI, we executed on each of those, and then the people management versus project management, quick story on that same conference, we ordered all the things, I mean, hundreds of dollars of uh, collateral getting shipped, um, you know, managing all of that, the tracking numbers said that the banners and the uh, banner stands were shipped, we you know, project managed, all of that confirmed. Sure. And when we got there, the banners were there, but we confirmed with the factory, they never put the banner stands in with the banners. Oh no. So guess who's making phone calls locally? And we had uh, banners there by a new vendor, no call sent my client, delivered to our booth and picked up four days later. And guess who never needed to stress about it? The yeah. president or his sales team. It got taken care of, we caught it, and it was nothing at fault as far as his marketing team or, or the internal team, because they got their confirmation that it was there. But we all know trade shows, you can't get to your booth, you can't even touch it because of liability and people you know, bringing everything to your spot. And yeah. so having that person, as he was getting connected and networking, and going through the checklist of what's there, what's not there, catching that ahead of time, making the phone calls around uh, the city to make sure that we then, in fact, had banner stands in time for the trade show at no cost. <laughs> uh, definitely had a couple phone calls, but those logistics that happen on the back end saved a lot of time and effort. And again, what we talked about, the skill sets of he's a president of the company, his sales team, they should not have to be going around Timbuktu to figure yeah. out those logistics because that time allocated was then um, making those connections, how their skill sets should be utilized on that floor. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> there's so much there. There's so much there. I hope that people are, are their wheels are spinning. <clears throat> so much to unpack. What I want people to really understand and get out of it, number one, there's so many details. We all know that. Anyone who's dealt with, with shows at any level, whether you're planning, whether you're sponsoring, whether you're exhibiting, there's a million and ten details. Uh, but it's under, it's not just knowing that they exist. It's having a plan for every single one of them so that you've, you remove that stress level and you have the right people delegated to do the right things so that you can have a successful event. And another thing that I really want people to understand and uh, that you pointed out so brilliantly was all the different opportunities. That if you're a speaker, you don't just show up. You don't just show up, give your talk, and then leave and go, oh, I really didn't get anything out of that, okay? Or I, as an exhibitor, are you, you know, what are you all looking at? Are you just working your booth and then leaving? Are you, you're leaving so much on the table. You're not setting goals. You're not setting uh, expectations for your team that they need to go out and make new relationships and find new vendors and see what the competitors are doing and all of those things. And from a show planner, 
there's so much that you need to be doing and so many metrics like you said the data right now is crazy how much data we can gather at the at these events both live events virtual hybrid there's so much data we can gather and if you're not doing that if you're not taking advantage of that you're missing out and how you don't know if you're having a successful event or not just based on some some numbers your final numbers that you got out of it there's so much more there's so much depth and Michelle Nicole you are just nailing it I love I love it I love these these case studies because it's hopefully it's getting people to really really understand the potential and that's what it's all about is the potential and then the ROI and you'll smash your ROI if you start compounding and saying okay ROI is not only the the financial part of it it's the relationships it's there's so so much more so thank you so much for that yeah thank what? you i i definitely think that it's a conversation to be had one of the misconceptions or when we share like what it is that we do uh, the biggest uh comeback that we hear is oh we do that already or mm. from the show manager side we have a speaker or sponsorship concierge but going back to that particular case study they were there to ensure that their logistics, that their registration, that their liability, that their freight was all taken care of, that the venue, and that's on the show side. Yeah. Not necessarily, absolutely not working closely, you know, typically three to four months ahead of time with that marketing team. That's not on the show level. That's at the sponsorship or the exhibitor level. And sometimes it's just a matter of project management um, to ensure that they're going to get the best experience because if we can help these exhibitor sponsors get the best experience at your show, and that's going back to that exhibitor advisory council, that sort of model, and really showcasing because you better believe show managers, this is not the only event that they're investing into. And they're going to rank at the end of the year at that boardroom table, which ones are justified, which ones they have relationships with, which ones do they make it easy and they have the communication and the support and the education to be successful at your event. And that's from working in corporate and going to the CFO and working with sales directors. Those are the questions that we're asking to reallocate the funds for the following year. Uh, so, so much gold there. And if anyone who has been on the, on the exhibitor side, I want you to think about this. If you've ever been at a show and in the middle of the show there's no one walking past your booth and you're wondering why, oh, it's because right in the middle of the expo hours they have a whole series of breakout sessions. So where are the people going to be? They're going to be at the breakout sessions. They're not going to be at the, walking through the expo and you and everybody else is staring at each other going, where is everybody? What do we do? <laughs> yeah, and, and, we, and as exhibitors we can feel left out. And... That is where that Exhibitor Advisory Council, that liaison, that bridge between the show planner and the exhibitors to make sure that everyone wins. Everyone wins. And so, like you said, when you're in front of that CFO, you're like, you've got to allocate the money. We've got to be there again next year because that was the best show ever. Yep. So, so, so great. So great. So as, as we kind of uh, turn the corner and start to wrap this up, I want you to give us, what are the, your top one or two takeaways you really want the listeners to get from today's episode? There's a reason why I call this a framework. I actually used to call it a blueprint. And so the takeaway in events is follow a framework, not a blueprint. Meaning a blueprint, if you talk to any blueprint, I don't know, architect, designer, and they create a blueprint and you shift from that any slight, any 
screw isn't where it needs to be, any angle is off, it's going to crumble the foundation. Where in events, a framework is there for guidance. And once you have the framework, you can swap in and swap out what goes in and what's showcased. So I like using that analogy and as a takeaway, use this as a framework so that you have that guidance and you can swap in, swap out per show rather than we have a plan, we got to stick to the plan and we can't deviate from that plan at all or it will crumble. We're in events and that's the beauty and the creativity of events, but going in and acknowledging. So that'd be um, takeaway number one and takeaway number two is that you don't necessarily have to be the host, the organizer to reap the benefits of events but we can still have a systemized process. So a lot of times we think about, oh, the organizers, a lot of times they have some sort of run sheet, sustainable, documented process, but there's no reason why we can't consider that so that you can get the best ROI, the best bang for your buck, the best experience overall by creating that framework. Awesome. Awesome. So remember, everybody, use a framework, not a blueprint. Every show is different. Every audience is different. Every opportunity is different. So have something that is easily changeable and malleable and flexible so that you can continue to succeed and improve as you go from event to event. And take use of every these tools that are available to you, these run sheets, and put a run sheet into your, into your arsenal because this is going to make all the difference. This has been, I don't Oh my gosh. I'm having, I'm having so much fun today. This is uh, I, I get a little too excited about, about events. No, no, not too excited. You and I both. And Absolutely. So it's, it's great to find those people that get as passionate as we are um, for events, utilizing events. And the most that honestly, going back to why I stick with events, the more success that we all see within the ecosystem, the more those CFOs and those executives, they're going to go back and saying, yes, we need to continue to use events. Otherwise, they're going to just take that and go elsewhere. Right. It's not that the, the budgets are depleting, they're being reallocated differently. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely <laughs> right. This has been awesome. Awesome. So, Michelle Nicole, please tell, if everyone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? And let them know if there's anything you have to offer. Absolutely. So my website is the best place to connect at www.marketingnfornicoleevents.com. And right on that website, there is an opportunity to join the free, I call it the masterminds and events. It's a free widget. Uh, you just sign up for that free account. It's not an email sequence. You're not going to get bombarded from me by some sort of follow-up. Um, you know, coined sequence by any means. <laughs> this is actually powered by the widget HIO. They're one of our partners. So I make it super easy and it actually creates a, a community once you are a part of that free community. Um, on there, that's also how you can connect with my electric business card. Um, so I'm on LinkedIn. If you Google my name, if you're on LinkedIn, um, that would be the best professional platform. But the best way to get more information request those resources, they're all within that community, is www.marketing, 
in events.com and you'll see that widget down below. You can download the resources. You can request to join the free community. We can actually connect right there on the website. There's a direct uh, messaging feature. You can connect and I can make introductions to my other network directly in that community. So that's the best way. And right from there, you can also link out to all my social media um, and where else you can find me um, by first going to the website. Awesome, awesome. So we will make sure to have links to everything, all of your uh, your website and your other other uh, social channels right there in the show notes. So please click on that show notes button, everybody. Michelle Nicole, thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for joining today. Uh, really, really appreciate all the value that you have shared today. And for everyone, please get a event run sheet into your repertoire please please and, and i'm sure you're going to be listening to this episode over and over so thank you again thanks for joining me today i really appreciate it well thank you for the invite absolutely i have that five step framework uh download as well right on the website and for whatever reason um you know definitely reach out uh on linkedin find us there um and I will make sure that that download gets to you, but it's directly right there on the website, right on that widget for you, the five-step framework download. Awesome. Thank you so much. And everyone, take advantage of these free tools. They are they could be game changers for your next event. And thanks for joining us today. Thanks to the, another class in the university <laughs> as you go to your PhD in ROI. And we're just really excited to have you here. So keep coming back. Keep binging on these episodes. And thanks so much. We'll see you next time here on campus at Trade Show University. Thank you and see you soon. Wow, wasn't that a fantastic interview? And I hope you got so much value out of it. If you did, if you could scroll down on your podcast player and if you're on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, leave me a rating. And if you really enjoyed it, put down a few words, leave me a review. I would be honored and make sure you are subscribed in whatever podcast player you prefer. We'll see you next time here on Trade Show U. Thank you.